Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Hello, Wine and Dine listeners. Amy Irvine here, CEO and founder of Rooted Planning Group. We hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday for those of you that celebrate it. And we are in the final stretch of the end of the year. So what's today's podcast on? What issues should I consider before the end of the year? We also have some very exciting news that we're not going to quite share with you yet. Stay tuned for the next couple of episodes because we have have some changes, I guess you want to say, that are going to be going on with the podcast that we are super excited about. So with that being said, I'm not going to feature a wine this particular week, but stay tuned for the next two weeks as I'll have some um, recommendations for you for your year-end celebration. But what I do want to dig into is those issues that you should consider before the end of the year. As usual, we have a handy dandy little reference sheet that we will attach to the show notes for you to, to dig into and use as a checklist. I'm going to run down through some of these and I'm going to follow uh, this particular concept with the ideas that you should consider with some important numbers that you might want to know about. So let's start first with your assets and debt issues. Do you have any unrealized investment losses in your taxable account? Um, You may want to take a look at those. Perhaps taking some losses at the end of the year might be beneficial to you. Do you have any investments in a taxable account that you're subject to end of the year capital gain distributions? Don't forget to include those in your tax estimates. Are you subject to taking RMDs, that's required minimum distributions, including from any inherited IRAs? You may want to look into that to see if this is something you have, you know, need to do because you have to do that by the end of the year. Now, if you're charitably inclined uh, at the end of the year, you may want to consider utilizing your required minimum distributions for what's called QCDs or qualified charitable distributions. The nice thing about QCDs is that although you don't get to itemize the deduction to the charity, if you can itemize, You don't have to claim any income that you donate to the charity directly from your IRA. And I 
underline, capitalize, bold directly to the IRA as income. Now that doesn't mean that you can't receive the check, but the check has to be made payable to the IRA, or excuse me, to the charitable organization. Start thinking about uh, income and tax planning issues. Do you expect your income to increase in the future or decrease in the future? Think about things like your IRA contributions, Roth IRA contributions, Roth 401k com- uh, contributions, possible conversions, anything like that. And also, you know, if you have have a decrease in income, does that mean that you might have some opportunities to defer some decisions this year into next year, especially around capital gains? Thinking about capital gains, if you have any carry forward losses, is this year a year that you'd like to use some of those losses? Now, remember, when you have capital losses, you can only reduce your ordinary income by $3,000 per year and then carry forward the rest. So you may have years of carry forward that you might want to utilize. Are you on the threshold of a tax bracket? This is something that a lot of people don't think about. But thresholds can mean income thresholds. It can mean capital gain thresholds. It can mean uh, Medicare thresholds for what's called IRMA, um, for surcharges for additional Medicare premiums. It could be modified adjusted gross income threshold that makes you subject to a 3.8% additional net income tax. So be watchful for those different threat thresholds. And if you're close, think about things like charitable contributions, um, you know, maximizing this year as a year potentially that would uh, maximize, would be allow, that would allow you to itemize your tax return with things like charitable uh, donation advisor uh, funds or, or DAF, I should say. Uh, funds. So those kinds of funds where they're donor advised funds, you can contribute more and then parse out the the uh, contributions to charities in future years. If you think you're going to receive any kind of windfall or stock options or RSU vesting in next year, you know, do you want to look at what the income tax looks like this year? So again, taking into consideration not just what's happening this year, but what's happening next year as well. And if you own a business, do you have pass-through income? Uh, will you be eligible for a QBI deduction? Uh, those are things that you might want to be exploring at this point in time because potentially, you know, look at using a Roth IRA versus a traditional IRA because then it won't impact your taxable income and your QBI income. Uh, if you have a business expense, consider if it makes sense to defer or accelerate the cost of that particular business expense to reduce your overall liability or push in push it, push your income up this year if you think next year is going to be even higher. And maybe consider retirement plans options before the the um, end of the year for any potential tax savings there. And a big one too is, has there been a change in marital status? A lot of people do not change their W-4 when they've had a change in marital status. And that's really an important task. And they get a a surprise tax bill uh, come you know March timeframe because they didn't have enough withheld on the cash flow front. Think about things like maximizing your HSA for 2023. You can contribute three thousand eight hundred and fifty 
per individual, plus an additional 1,000 if you're 55 or over. And for a family, that's 7,750 plus an additional 1,000. If you have an employer retirement plan, such as a 401k, you may be able to save more money. Now it's getting down to the wire of making adjustments like that, but if you you have about an, another month that if you maximized, could you get up to the maximum of 22,500 plus if you're over 50, you can do an additional 7,500 for 2023. And if you want to contribute to a 529 plan, you can use your annual exclusion amount up to $17,000 per beneficiary's 529 account gift tax-free. Alternatively, alternatively, you can make a lump sum contribution of up to $85,000 to a beneficiary's 529 plan and elect to treat it as if it's made over a five-year period, get tax-free. Thinking about insurance planning, will you have a balance in your FSA before the end of the year? This is not your HSA. Remember your HSA, which is the health savings account, you can roll that over from year to year, but the FSA, which is the flexible spending account, that has to be used up. Some companies do allow up to $610 of unused FSA to be rolled over into the following year, but you need to check with your company to make sure. Some companies also offer a grace period up until March 15th to spend any unused FSA funds. And many companies offer you 90 days to submit receipts from the previous year. If you have a dependent care FSA, check the deadlines for unused funds as well. And Did you meet your health insurance plans deductible? If so, consider incurring any additional medical expenses before the end of the year. On the estate planning front, there have been three, um, if, excuse me, if there have been any changes to your family, to loved ones, um, have you bought and sold any assets? Look at reviewing your estate plan. Uh, have there been any changes to your overall situation? Going back to you know the marital comment I made about W four, have you had a change in marital status? Have you had adult children that are now a bit older and or of age that you might want to consider changing documents around? So just think about you know what what does your overall estate plan look like right now and. Are there any gifts that you still want to make this year that you can have the annual exclusion up to 17000 per year per donee? Uh, so th- be thinking about that. And then also do your children in high school or younger who want to a plan, who are planning to attend college, then consider some you know, financial a- aid strategies such as reducing income, especially if you can, obviously, and this, you know, you have to, you have to look and see if this is even possible for cash flow. But are there, if they're in their sophomore year, it may be beneficial if your income in those specific years can be slightly less than in years when they're a junior in college. And the reason is not necessarily for federal financial aid in a lot of cases, but institutional financial aid. We know that that was a lot. And like I said, I have a handy dandy checklist that you can uh, reference that will be attached to the show notes. And then also we're going to attach what's called the 2024 important numbers. So a reference sheet that you can look at. What are the tax rates? What are the brackets? Um, What are some of the exemption amounts for things like AMT and college savings? 
savings programs, what's um, what's preventional income for your social security income if you have social security income, what are your um, Medicare premiums going to be in your IRMA surcharges based on those Medicare premiums. Also, what's considered full retirement age for social security is in that list. We've got the life expectancy tables also thrown in there. I know that sounds crazy, but we do for those of you that are in RMD status, you might be interested in some of that. We also have the limits around retirement plans. So catch up, uh, sorry, contribution limits are going up to $23,000 for 401k, 403b and 457 plans. Plus, if you're over the age of 50, you can do an additional $7,500. And for 403Bs with uh, 15 years of service, those of you that have 15 years of service have an additional catch-up contribution of $3,000. You can do a total uh, contribution overall to your simple IRA of $16,000 or $17,600 if you are over um, I'm sorry. Yeah. If you are over age 50, you can do an additional catch-up contribution of 3,500. Um, the SEP contribution is limited to $6,900 contribution limit, but there's also a maximum of 25% on that one. And for traditional and Roth IRAs, the contribution this year is 7,000 with a catch-up of 1,000 if you're over 50. There are some phase-outs that are listed on that sheet, so you can look at look up those. And I think I mentioned, no, I didn't. Uh, I mentioned the 2023 contributions for HSAs, but for 2024, the individual contribution limit is going to be $4,150. The catch-up amount is 1,000 if you're 55. And if you're a family, it's $8,300 is the annual contribution for 2024 with that additional 1,000 catch-up contribution allowed for over 55. Again, a lot of information thrown at you. Both of these documents will be attached in the show notes. We hope that the, you have enjoyed this podcast. As always, we hope you've enjoyed the show. We we hope you share it with your friends and families, and we would love it if you did do that and pass it along. And if you like this show, we would really appreciate it if you would hop on over to iTunes and rate us so that more people like you can find our show. A shout out to TJ Mann of Mann Media. We sure appreciate all those faux pas fixes and blending that he does for the production stages. And as I mentioned earlier, stay tuned for the upcoming final two episodes of the year where we make some big announcements. Thanks so much, everyone. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dine. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.